We bless your name, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. Before I pray, I just wanted to uh, to give a disclaimer. All the good things spoken about me is what I do in public. <laughs> so, um, of course, our goal is a divine and a holy goal. We're, we're, we're called to decrease, 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 decrease. And so it's interesting that God uses vessels, and it's interesting that someone says, hey, you know, I'd like to introduce to you Rabbi Peter. We understand that because, you know, we still haven't. matured into the image of the sun. And, uh, and so I have to say, um, Peter is uh, pretty nice and all, but he's not here to speak to you. Um, the Spirit of living God is here to activate the Spirit of the living God in you. So Father, we thank you. Uh, we thank you, Father, that you chose to live in, in human vessels, Father. And, and we thank you, Father, that you're not on this world looking for vessels that look good or smell good or or act good or or um i thank you father that y- you roam through the earth looking for f- for little vessels and and you gravitate to the ones who are the most broken father and i just thank you for that and and father if there's hope for the broken vessels father there's hope for everybody there's hope for everybody. So we thank you, Father. We thank you that today, Father God, you, you give us the opportunity to, to, um, to bring ourselves to you, Father, to be awakened, Father, to be awakened to the truths of the kingdom of heaven. Father, I thank you, Father, that these, these servants, these sons and daughters, Father, of yours have a heart, Father, for those who, who don't have physical food, Father, and because, because, they have grabbed a hold of material things to feed from the earth, those who have no food. So you gather resources from the heavenlies to bring food from heaven today, Father, that, that you feed, feed us with meat, Father God. Feed us with bread, Father, not with milk, Father God that you may manifest your glory, Father God, that you may bring forth, Father God, an awakening in our hearts, O God. Deliver us from ourselves, Father. And oftentimes we speak and, uh, you know, after praise and worship or after message, you have altar calls. And a nice changing things around. <laughs> he makes an altar call before he says anything. <laughs> and then you know it's the Spirit. The awesome thing about his altar call is you don't, you don't even have to go anywhere, you just have to allow him to go to you wherever you are. We think we received him. He receives us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Um, This week's Torah portion is um, from uh, Exodus 25 through 27, something like that. And you don't have to look it up. 
because this week's Torah portion has been written in your heart. My purpose here is not to read it. My purpose here is to just awaken in your heart what the Torah portion of this week is. And so, because we are free, we will not limit ourselves to Exodus 25 and 27, but we'll probably talk about Genesis and the prostitutes and that loved to hang out with the king of glory and talk about tax collectors and we'll talk about Job I guess and <laughs> but you know what there's one beginning but there's only one end and a nice starts this thing out trying to make it happen with humans doesn't work but he fell in love with his creation. And he decided, you know what, I bring a first Adam to start this thing and I know what's going to happen. I know, I know they're going to fail. I am God. I can take that tree out of the garden in two seconds. I don't want to. Because I did not create them so that they walk around naked through the tulips. I created them and I fell in love with them and it is my desire to live in them. And so God takes the, the things the enemy intends for evil, for good, so that we can manifest his glory. Um, speak a little bit about... I, I sound really eloquent. Hello. What on earth? Father, help me. God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, y you know, y you read the scriptures, you read the Torah portions, I and mean, you can read it a million times. You can read it a million times. But it's at that moment that the Spirit of God awakens something inside of you. He says, whoa, 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 i never seen this before. Then the Word is becoming alive, and the Spirit, the Ruach, begins to interpret the Word within you. For what purpose? Not so that you can know. For the purpose so that you can manifest the glory of God. And when the glory of God is manifest through his kids, the world is changed. You see, people don't reject Messiah. They reject your story about Messiah. Once you awaken to the reality that the King of Glory is in you, wanting and desiring to become the story for that person, and they receive you into their home, they've already received Messiah, because if they receive Him, they receive you. If they receive you, they receive Him, because you're a bone of His bone and flesh of His flesh. I know it's hard to understand because we still default to our human mind and you keep seeing yourself as a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner saved by grace, but it is no longer you that live, but the anointed one of Israel who lives inside of you. I guarantee you, the spirit of the living God at this hour is not interested in bringing everybody to learn the story about Yeshua 2,000 years ago because Yeshua is not 2,000 years ago. Yeshua is I am that I am today. So the world needs to see him as he is, not as he was. 
in time sometimes people have heard about how he was but he's never interested in showing how he was he doesn't show up and say okay well let's see I once opened up to see that's great but right now I have an issue in front of me and I need to get through and unless you open up this new thing in front of me I don't care what you did for the Israelites because I have something here that needs to be opened up we need to know him as I am not as he was and as servants of the living God anyone who's accepted the king of glory inside of them we've had 2,000 years of telling stories about how he was and this is why this world is fading away the way that it is this is why we have to battle so much why do we have to battle demons so much because they're not yet recognizing who lives inside of you and so you begin to pray in his name and it works a little bit but it changes everything when you begin to pray as him no longer your prayers but his prayers through you you see the accepting of the Messiah is not some religious oh I need to, to convert and accept Jesus Christ as my savior that's, that's not the deal you see there are the sons of Adam the first and there's the sons of Adam the second and the sons of Adam the first are the ones who are trying to figure out how to be good people on this earth the sons of the second Adam are just activated not to believe in a person per se but to allow the person to live within them to believe within him to speak in his name to speak in his authority and that changes everything. I even guarantee you that our Jewish people, when they understand it, the true understanding is that, that the Ruach, the Spirit of God, the Shekinah glory that was, was in the wilderness, just is looking for a resting place and it wants to rest in you. Will you accept that? They'll get that. But they can't understand. Oh, the cross. You know, that's great. The cross is great. It's a 2,000 year ago revelation and we live a God that's alive today. And until Messiah inside of you is willing to put yourself on the cross on behalf of them, they're never going to listen to your story. Because God is holding them back from ancient revelation of who he is today. Oy, oy, oy. See, this is what happens. See, you sneak up in here and you start talking to the Spirit of God. Unfortunately, sometimes humans show up they mess everything. They're sitting there like, well, I got to check this. Is this biblical? I don't know. God is not biblical. He just is. God of our forefathers has promised us, on that day I'll make a new covenant with my people. I will take my word. You understand when God says that, he's talking beyond, beyond symbols and letters he's talking about the understanding the spiritual manifestation of the fullness I mean f forget Bible codes and, and Torah code. he's got it all in spirit and he says all of that the fullness of my word I'm going to place within you you could become a scholar of Hebrew you could become a scholar of Greek you will never in your own mind be able to grasp what God meant when he said I am going to I am going to take my word and place it inside of you 
You could go through Bible study. How much longer do we need Bible study? We're the children of the living God walking and manifesting the, the, the glory of God. Trying to study something that God in his awesome, infinite way has chosen to put within us. It's like Einstein trying to figure out what 2 plus 2 is. Are you sure? Yeah, we're going to do that class again. 2 plus 2. Oh, okay. What is it again? See, the Spirit of the Lord starts giving you math. It, don't, it won't match what you know in your head. Everything starts. You know, it's like 1 plus 1 plus 1 is 3. 3 plus 3 plus 3 is 7. And you know, like, what is this? this is he said it. He's with my ways. Are not your ways. My ways are not your ways. You begin to you begin to open up the book and you begin to read, not you trying to figure out what it says, but allow <laughs> the king. Allow the word in you to read the book and it becomes alive. In this week's Torah portion, you begin to see patterns. God begins to give the children of Israel patterns for the tabernacle, the temple, the place that he wants to live in. Now you know why people are having a good time. I mean, you know, Moses going up in the mountain and is looking up there and he's saying, wow, wow, now that's the way we like to see God. Power, thunder. Why? Because we're humans. Like, oh God, oh God, oh God. You know, everything we see and touch. You know, so he knows he's dealing with us. He says, okay, how am I going to show them a pattern of the real thing? You see, because the real thing is inside of you. And if he began to show the real thing, we'd be like, what is that? Intestines? What is that? A heart? What's that red thing beating? What is that? He says, you know what? I can't show it this way to you now. So I have to show you gold and silver because I need you to understand how precious you are to me because if I show you what you are, You'll say to yourself, this can't be God. These are my insides. It says, okay, let's go back to, <laughs> I've got to show you the pattern. So here is the first thing he says to the children of Israel. He sets up one of these right here. The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is, is, is uh, in uh, acacia wood and, uh, and it's inlaid with gold. And inside of the Ark of the Covenant are all the instructions. It's the book that's going to get thrown on our heads. Everything that you can possibly do wrong is in there to accuse you. 600 and you know it used to be 613 until Yeshua showed up and made it a million times more difficult than keeping 613 because now he's tapping into my brain excuse me I how do you fix that so he, so he takes 603 and multiplies it <laughs> Well, you've heard it this way, but I say it this way. You've heard it this way. Too. That's why when people say, well, we're no longer under the law. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> See, when you awaken to the reality, it's like you have become the law because the walking Torah lives inside of you. 
And you begin to understand Torah from a different perspective. Torah not as a condemnation to the broken, but Torah as how can we I use this to save? How can I use Torah with all of its punishments and all of these its curses and all of these things? How can I use Torah to save? <laughs> oh, 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 you think OJ had the dream team? We are the dream team to bring salvation to who? To the guilty. Huh? The king did. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Because he's the king he creates with his mouth. When he speaks, forgive them. They don't know what to do. He create, even if they all knew what they were doing, when he says they don't know what they do, it's like saying, let there be light. Who? What are we doing? What are we doing? We thought we knew what we were doing. What are we doing? And you know they didn't know what they were doing. Cover us in the blood, and us and our children. Sucker them in. He doesn't care how he gets you into the kingdom. He just, he just wants to get you into the kingdom so you can manifest his glory. So you have this box, and inside of it there are the instructions that accuse us. Over this box is is pure gold, solid slab of gold, and there are two beautiful angels. You always need two witnesses. That that box, that thing. Pure gold is the mercy seat. Figure this out. You come to the judge, the king, the one who knows your heart, the one who knows everything, every thought, and he is sitting his bum. No, God doesn't have a bum. Oh, he does. Your bum was shaped in his bum's image. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's the truth. And, and, and you know, it's like because the waters were hovering, like, you know, I don't know, maybe he was like looking at the, because he has to see the reflection on the water. And then he began to make, I know it's funny, I, but it's, it's the truth because he's forming something that is amazingly unique. So precious and so unique. So Adonai is, is, is the judge. He's the only one who can judge you. And he judges you from a seat of mercy. And when he looks down at the one thing that could accuse you, he sees solid gold. And he looks up at you and he says, well, when I see the gold, I'm reminded of the refiner's fire. And I see that there's blood in your hands. I see that you've brought blood into this place. And I'm so focused on what that blood is that whatever it is that you came here for, I can't see it. Why can't he see it? He can't see it because whatever you were there for was placed on Yeshua on Gethsemane. And when Yeshua was crying out, Abba, 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 Adonai couldn't look at him because he had on him our sin. All of our sin. 
so that we could be free to become him regardless of the sin and in our humanism when we're trying to be good people we're focusing on us and it is important for you to understand it is impossible for you to please God only the son in you can please the father so when you say to yourself I get it I get it if there's an announcement that says, you know, we need servants, the announcement is not for the people sitting in here. The announcement is for Yeshua, the servant who lives inside of you, and he's always willing to come out and do whatever is necessary to be done. When you realize that the call doesn't come from a rabbi, it calls the, the Father's call, and you realize that Yeshua in you is the one who's hearing the call, well, I, don't, well, well, I, I think the table should be here, don't you think? Are you kidding me? Like the issue, well, you know, I think you got my feet too close together. Can you move, move my hand a little bit because I look better this way? You know, I, he gives everything up. He's still giving everything up in you. So the pattern of the tabernacle begins to be established. God is saying the very first thing, the heart, the heart of my word is that everything that would accuse anybody is covered by gold. And I'm sitting on it as the judge of mercy. After that, I deny. I mean, you got you to you read it. Don't let it or I get away with this scripture nonsense. Like, what, what, why, 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 why that? Then why that? Why that? Because he's saying, first the Ark of the Covenant. And the next thing you do is you have to get, put together the, the table of showbread. And you've got to put bread on there. And then the lampstand. And then you put the cover on it. And you make the court. And then you put the veil. And then you, you put the altar of sacrifice outside. Adonai, you could really use some classes on managing things i mean you you forgot the the incense thing you're telling us to build stuff outside we're not done with the inside look at the pattern that god begins to speak and explain to you and begin to ask him why are you telling your people to do this because you're showing us a pattern of something that's within me well he is what he's saying is very simple. The very first thing you need to remember is the essence of my temple, the essence of my house. The first and most important thing is my instructions to you, which I place and I sit on a seat of mercy. 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 I am the merciful God. The very next thing I will have you do is once you understand my mercy, you got to get bread in here. Why the bread? What's the bread? What's the bread? The bread is made up of wheat that gets crushed, tossed, kneaded, oiled, watered, smacked, poked, striped, and burnt. Once it's burnt, it's dry. Not like this delicious uh, challah we had. It's dry. And it sits there so that it can be broken. The minute you understand that he's a God of mercy, what he's saying is this. I will come as one 
grain of wheat. But you can't make a lot of bread with one grain of wheat. So I will take myself and allow myself to be put into the ground because if I remain alone, I don't accomplish much. And my father's work is so much greater than for one guy to do it. So this has to go into the ground and then the wheat comes up and hundreds of thousands of similar pieces of wheat as I am will come forth, losing their identity, being crushed by the stones, oiled, there comes the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, watered, there comes reading the word, put in the fire, there comes your tribulation time. For what? So that you can be broken. Adonai trying to teach us, I am placing something inside of you that understands that I begin everything with mercy. I take your identity, I crush it into my son because he is the bread. You know, it's tough. You got to hear this in spirit. Right, 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 right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back up. You got to hear it in spirit. Do you see it? One grain of wheat. You can't make bread with it. Yeshua said it. You see, okay, I know. See, the people, the, the, the early Messianic Jews, they so wanted to just stick around, stick around. Not that you, you're out of the ground, you're going to be king. And it's like, ha, ah, see ya. <laughs> Come on, guys, didn't you get it? He said it. Where he's going, you can't go. Why? Because he's going inside of you. You can't go into yourself. I thought he's going to build me a mansion. What? Uh-oh, it got quiet in here. You, 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 didn't, you didn't get it. You are the mansion. The place is preparing is you. So there where I am, you can be. Where is he? On earth manifesting the glory of God in this thing, in this tabernacle that doesn't make any sense to us. Because as humans, we need buildings and we need gold and silver and we need all these things. And God is saying, you're the thing I fell in love with. You're my tabernacle. Well, you know, that's going to change everything. You know? Instead of passing out tracks, you know, don't you want to accept Jesus as your savior? So most of you said, you know what? We used to teach you're going to be, accept Jesus. How would you like to become Jesus as the Savior? <laughs> That'll change everything. Everybody will freak out. <laughs> blasphemy, blasphemy. But, you know, he said it. He said it. He said it. If they hate me, <laughs> if they hate me, they'll hate you. Do you know why he said that? Because he had a revelation. You are me. You're my body. You're my kids. You're my people. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You know, when, it, when, when, when Paul got knocked off his horse, he's, Paul, why are you persecuting my believers? Oh, no. Why are you persecuting me? You know, Shaul's like, <laughs> trust me. I'm not persecuting you. I'm just persecuting a bunch of relig religious. Yeshua's like, don't you get it? That is me. Don't mess with me. God is showing us that the pattern of the tabernacle is what you are within. Working by mercy, 
learning about the fact that he is the one that gave his life so that you can be birthed into the likeness of the Son. Talk about God wanting to make us in his likeness and in his image. Yikes. The next thing he tells them to do, once you have understanding of the brokenness, the fire, the crushing, now build a lampstand. Had a nice way of saying, once you understand mercy, brokenness, fire. I'm going to pray you hear this in spirit. There are many ways to kill people. Don't think for a moment that the children of Israel were placed in ovens by coincidence. You don't need to put people in ovens. In fact, they didn't really kill them in there anyway. Why ovens? Because we serve a God that's beyond our understanding. He'll take what the enemy intended for evil and turn it to good. (laughs) Because we're bred with him as the first seed that was laid into the ground. Comes forth and produce many. See, see, see you, got, you got two people in your head right now. There's a spirit of the sun. Like, <laughs> yes, 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 yes! And then there's that human antichrist spirit in your own head. Hmm. And we're wondering, well, when is the Antichrist coming? Oh, he's here already. He's in your head. He's in my head all the time. All the time. Denying who? The anointed one of Israel. Oh, I'm just Peter. Let's talk more about me. (laughs) No, let's not. Let's talk more about the one who lives in us. Once you understand mercy, brokenness, then you're ready for the next step lampstand pure gold well can't can we make it out of wood no pure gold well can you make can we make it like i don't know like angels wings it'll be holy angels wings we made you told us to make the angels for the ark can we make the angel wings seven angels wings that's the problem you can't have a seven angel wing because they don't fly right you know you need to separate, you know, something about the vision. You know, where was this, you know, middle wing going to go? It's going to be freaky. So, you know, Adonai has a plan, has a plan. And so here's the amazing thing is that Adonai and his plan is saying, you understand mercy, you understand brokenness and, and all these that comes, comes with it. Then I give you the lampstand made out of, anybody remember? Wait, by the way, when I say anybody remembers me, like, I oh, Right, what the heck was it made out of? So, so I'm like, someone knew? And then someone says, that's Baruch Hashem, that's right. <laughs> okay, uh, no, I think I remembered. Wait a minute, it was the, uh, the, the, the well, it was, uh, it was <laughs> no one's helping me, Father, help. <laughs> okay, the thing was made out of, out of um, what's that, that uh, the, uh, almond, almond, uh, almond blossoms, right? Thanks for nothing. <laughs> almond blossoms, right? 
Why almond blossoms? Who else had a branch made out of almond? Remember? Moses's, yeah, Aaron's pacifier. <laughs> Remember Aaron's pacifier? <laughs> How do I do it? <laughs> okay, take the rod. You know, I don't have to speak to the rock. <laughs> my pacifier. How do I do it? I know this works. You know, it's like, because it's, you all have a little pacifier. Like God says, you know, I wish you could just speak to rocks, but you need the stick. So here you go. There's a stick. <laughs> Try that. You get in trouble because if he tells you to speak to a rock, you better speak to the rock. Never mind the little for you. So, so, so Adonai is trying to say, because this is to help us understand. So, so Moses, as he's doing this, he's realizing, I know what this, this is. This, this lampstand represents sevenfold authority of God with the anointing, the oil and the fire. You see that? So God is not doing that so that Moses is like, oh, we have a very nice, and over here, folks, we have a very nice, and it's almond blossoms. And then over here, we have this beautifully decorated. Everything and the decoration is because God is trying to explain to us a spiritual thing, not a literal thing, because that which is literal, that which is natural, gains nothing. He's trying to show you when you understand mercy, brokenness. Then he gives you sevenfold authority which actually speaks of perfect authority with the anointing of God then he begins to cover the house there's your covering and then something really weird happens there's a veil placed up and then the lambs sacrifices are put out there you ever ask yourself why 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 don't we just finish the inside of the house and then start working on the outside of the house? Because God is saying, I have my mysteries, but I'm going to put up a veil because my people are not going to understand my... <laughs> they're not going to understand this thing until this veil is ripped and they begin to connect with the sacrifice that's outside and with what's happening inside. All of this is happening inside of your heart. Somehow, I don't know how, and I don't even want to know how. You know why? Because then I'll understand it and I can't lean on it and then Adonai will say, ah, oh, I got to change it all up again. Now you understand what I'm talking about. You can't understand these things. You just have to accept them. You think Avraham understands how he's going to become the father of nations? You know what he does is says, I got to get myself busy. <laughs> Still suffering for this. Because humans, I don't care if you're Christian, if you're a Jew, I don't care what you are. If you haven't been awakened to the reality that God just needs to awaken within you in his son. And the only way that that's done is through accepting what he has done for you. It's the only way. It's, it, it just gets activated. Until you get activated, you could go to church, you could go to synagogue for the rest of your lives. And you're just a human trying to figure out with Sarah, how are we going to do this? I don't know. I got a couple women. All right, that sounds good. That sounds good. Because we can't do it. Don't you know that already? I mean, can't you see in yourself that you try, you try, you try, you try, you try, you try. And it just, 
Oh, I'm backsliding. You know why you're backsliding? Because you're trying. Yeshua doesn't backslide. He might do the the moon slide, or you know, but he doesn't do that. He's he's incapable. No, what do we want? We want to gather ourselves up in little groups, you know. What club is this? Look at my titsy. I got nice. That's beautiful. But we're not created to walk around in titsy per se. For the sake of titsy, we're created to manifest the glory of God with or without titsy. You know, this is a reminder. Mm. Well, heck, it's already here. (laughs) So you know what this is? It's my undercover look. I can penetrate. <laughs> they think, they'll think I'm a, a Jew. I said, no, I'm not a Jew. I am the Jew. And it's not me speaking. Do you understand? Because the minute you start speaking, oh, my God, you better run home. Because the minute you're like, well, oh, I got this. I am God. <laughs> oh, oh, you can find out real quick <laughs> that he is God all by himself. He needs nobody's help. But he wants to manifest himself in his children. Otherwise, you know what we are? We're just little clubs. And this club is a better club than that club. Don't you wish your titsy were as long like me? <laughs> nice. Okay, okay. We are called, we are called, we are called to bring. Oh, God's salvation to the dark places of this earth. To save the brokenness and the darkness of this world. See, we're not called to go like, oh, we're the Lord, here's the Lord. We're the Lord. <laughs> Sucks to be you because we're the Lord. That's not what we're called to be. We're called to go into the darkest places in the world. And when you begin to understand that, you begin to realize that you can never go into congregation and say, well, I wonder if the Spirit of the Lord is this dummy. He's in you. (laughs) He's already here. Well, I don't know if I should be coming here. Well, then your hearing is not connected with the Spirit of the Father because you should only be where this Father is telling you to be. That's it. This makes so much sense. How do you make it all work? You don't. He does. Inside of you. I was, I was, I was walking around as morning. I said, you got, I didn't know what's going on. You know, because you, know, you, you got your humanness. And he says, come, let's, let's, come, let's, let's reason together. Like we're going to reason with God. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about this. Okay, I'm, I'm a man rabbi. That's understandable. I'm a man. I should be a rabbi. I'm going to the congregation as a woman rabbi. What's up with that? Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart. Yikes. Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart. Listen, listen. This ain't no normal congregation. You see, this is the lion pride. There's cubs in here. Lion males don't take care of lion cubs. Lionesses do. So... Maybe the world doesn't understand what I'm doing in this place, but I don't care what the world understands or what the world thinks. I don't care how many orthodox think, oh, that's not oracle. 
don't care. I have placed in this servant a passion for my lion cubs, not because of talent, not because of ability, not because of strength. I did it because I've placed in this lioness my passion for my lion cubs. So why does he raise up lion cubs? Because the lion of Judah is a pride. Nothing freaks the enemy more than to see that he, he killed one lion and 10,000 showed up. Oh, man. What the heck are we thinking? This is not good. Because he can always deal with humans, try to mimic God. But he can't deal with God in humans speaking with the authority of God. So we're called, we're called to go bring light to the darkness. Your teeth are being sharpened, your claws are being sharpened. The amazing thing about the lions of the pride of Judah, they don't eat lambs, they lie down with the lambs. They protect lambs from wolves. And in the fullness of the kingdom, they eat grass. <laughs> See, if you're taking to, talking to a different car, you say they smoke grass. You know, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> it's just I don't know, I'm making sure. Like, are we here? Are you, what's going on? Just waking us up. Okay, okay. We're called. We're called to bring light to the darkness. And God doesn't need anybody talented to do that. He just needs somebody who's crazy enough to accept his ways are not your ways. I share one story. Um, I was about 18 years old, and I have known the Lord. I have known the Lord. I have known the Lord. <laughs> In fact, I don't ever not remember not knowing the Lord. Okay, good <laughs> God, I know, it's great. Oh, what a testimony. Okay, there's a funny thing, though, is, is that I, at a very young age, got this thing, just doing, 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 just bounced off, off my head, that I knew, I knew, that 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 this relationship between me and Adonai <laughs> had zero to do with me and 100% with Adonai. I just seemed to know that. And I was raised up in a denomination where it's like, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. And I was trying so hard not to go to hell. But then I got the revelation. I said, wait a minute. If I go to hell, I'll just do like a Bible study in hell. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, heck, you know, you know what? Living, you're putting me through hell. Tell me you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. Forget about it. So I'm going to hell. Can't help it. You know, I, after like a few thousand years, I'll stop jumping and burning or something. I just do a Bible study or something. I didn't care. I was awakened to this reality that, wait a minute, wait a minute, with the Son of God living within us, where, where could we ever go that we don't have Adonai with us? Uh, David said that if I make my bed in Sheol, you're there with me. Where could I hide from you? I can't hide from you anywhere. Well, at 18 years old, I experienced a... a um, 
pretty much a life-changing experience. Um, remember, convinced that there's nothing I could do that would cause Adonai to separate from me. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember having a, a precious girlfriend, and you know what you do when you're 10 years old, in the back of cars, you just go at it. I don't know, that's what you do. It's, that's just what you do, you know? God bless you if you don't, but you know what? You just, you know, you're young and you're foolish and, you know? In fact, some of us are here because your parents did that, you know? So, so it's, it's crazy things. But you know what? It, it's crazy. It's scary and everything. It becomes really scary when this girlfriend of mine showed me, you know, she was with child. And you know, you know, me being so spiritual, I said, oh, no, this is not good. This is not good, you see, because that's going to just change everything in my, in my life, you know. And I thought, and I thought, you know, with all the intellect of an 18-year-old, and, and I said, you know, um, this is really not fair for this child, you know. You know, I mean, and, and, and in your mind, you can th think of all kinds of things that you need to do to, 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 to save yourself, really, because you're trying to save yourself. I mean, you don't want to ruin your life. And so... Um, after lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of thinking, <laughs> um, there's only one, one thing we could do. I put my girlfriend in the back of my fancy motorcycle, and we had over to Boston to a very dark place on a rainy day to take out of the womb somebody who was going to destroy my life. And so we're sitting there, and I'll never forget this. We're sitting there, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and, and this precious girl they went and took her away and I was sitting there sort of saying to myself oh hoping that she could come around and say I couldn't do it as much as I'd hate to hear that something inside of me is like ah, a little hope and when she came out it was like this beautiful person her face their, their countenance, their, their joy, their life was gone. And from within me, I felt life left me. And for the first time in my life, I was awakened to something I had never experienced before because I thought me and God were like this. I realized that the actions of what I did separated me from God and I looked and I thought you, you know how you communicate with God however you do whether you look up whether you know him in your heart whether you can pray to him and I was praying to him and it was like he was gone and I remember being outside sitting it was cold and it was night and it was dark and this precious girl was sitting there and she's shaking and, 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 and she feels like something just got completely ripped out of inside of her and I'm just sitting there in a daze and I'm crying out to the night for help and it was silent there was nothing there there was nothing but a dark night I have a motorcycle or wet and this poor girl can't put her legs on the motorcycle to come I'm stranded I'm stranded I'm stranded in the middle of a city I'm crying out to God help me help me help me and there was nobody there no one there complete darkness complete darkness I said oh my god 
I was wrong, I was wrong. I thought I had, I thought I had a good grasp on God. I didn't realize that there's something that you can do. I don't know what it is. Maybe because you know that you're doing something wrong and you do it anyway, it just separates you from the Father. I can't explain it. All I know is that for the first time in my life, I was completely separated from my tonight. And I said, oh my God, I'm doomed. And I'm stranded. And there we were on the side of the curb. I couldn't comfort. Have you ever tried to comfort somebody that you've hurt? Oh, forget about it. I couldn't comfort her. As I sat there, complete darkness. A hooker comes out of the clinic and she passes by us and she walks by and she looks back and she comes up to us and looks at us and said, what are you doing here? I said, and she said, well, are you waiting for a ride? No, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, when you need help, that's usually when you say, no, no, I don't just. Hmm. says, well, do, you have, do you have a ride? Where's your ride? I said, I have a motorcycle. She says, you can't put that girl on that motorcycle. Just come with me. And she brings me to her car, you know, smells of like chip perfume, you know. And we're sitting in there. And she's driving us home. And she says, is this your first time? I'm like, yeah. And she turns around and she says, listen, listen, listen. I'm evil, okay? I'm evil. I don't care about what I do. This is like the seventh time I'm here. But you're just a couple kids who made a stupid mistake and don't you beat yourselves up for this because you're not evil like me. You're not evil like me. Do you understand? I'm going to bring you home and you get yourselves together because you're not evil like me. And as this hooker started speaking to me, I started feeling in my heart that maybe the other night I didn't forget all about me. And I went home, and it took me a long time to recover from that. But when Adonai brought me back to my senses, and I spoke to my heart and said, if I can use a hooker to go into the middle of your darkness to find you and to bring you home, imagine what I could do in my people when they awaken to the reality that I've called them and created them to go into the darkest of places to bring hope to the broken and the guilty. You are called, you are called to be righteous, holy judges of the kingdom of heaven, to judge from the seat of mercy. I've said this before, but I've never said it here. The day will come that this hooker who's never accepted the Lord will be brought in front of maybe one of you so that you can try her. For God's sake, look at her and say, not guilty because I was stranded on the side of the street and you came and you lowered yourself down below me to lift me up. That's why you belong to a congregation of the Lion of Judah. Go forth 
and manifest the kingdom of heaven and bring light to broken places.